Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She is the most hardworking royal, never shying away from her duty to the country. Even in the midst of this coronavirus, uh, she is continuing with her engagements. But yesterday, for the first time actually in 10 years, uh, she was seen wearing gloves at an investiture ceremony. Hi there, you're listening to Royals. It's the only podcast that goes behind the walls of Buckingham Palace. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard. I'm a journalist, commentator and author and royal expert. And today on the show, we're going to be chatting all about the Queen's special invitation to Harry and Meghan. We'll also be chatting about coronavirus and how it puts Princess Beatrice's wedding in jeopardy. That's been all the talk, hasn't it? Oh, I know. (laughs) So worrying. And of course, we'll chat about how the Russian hoaxes duped Prince Harry. Mm, Lots to talk about this week, Zoe, but I think we should start off with something positive. Exactly. So apparently the Queen's invited the Sussexes to something special. What can you tell us about that? Straight away, the Queen has issued a personal invitation for them to go to Balmoral. And what's more, they've accepted Zoe, which is quite a departure from last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, last year, as you know, they didn't go to uh, Balmoral. They went to Elton John's mansion in the south of France. They said that Archie was too young to travel and that he wasn't ready to go to Balmoral. There was a lot of subtext about it, that they'd been falling out with the Cambridges or with other members of the uh, royal family. But I think this is really interesting. I think the Queen is working very, very hard to sh- ensure that Harry doesn't feel isolated. Uh, I think he wants to do the right thing. I mean, remember, this comes obviously not long after the Sussexes responded to the Queen's u- banning them from using the word royal with the, the piece on social media saying she had no jurisdiction in other places to other than outside in the UK to use the word royal. I think there's a a real move both from Harry and Meghan and from the Queen to have some unity. I mean, obviously, at the moment, unity is the whole flavour of what we're supposed to be working towards. But the fact that they are actually going to go to Balmoral, I think it'll be really interesting. What will also be interesting, Zoe, is to see who else is there at the same time. Yes, won't it? Do you think Will Mm. and Kate will be there with the kids? I think they will be, whether they overlap. (laughs) I mean, the Queen is there for several months, so it's perfectly possible that everyone could go and visit at a different time. You would hope that Charles and Camilla would be there. I mean, the fact is, obviously, Harry needs to catch up with his dad. What I do hope, though, is that William and Kate are there, that the kids all get to play together in that country environment. I mean, it's a place that William and Harry themselves loved when they were younger. Uh, You know, there's barbecues on the edge of the river. Uh, You know, they go on these big walks and, I mean, huge big... um, castle to play in. I mean, it's a, it it would be lovely to think of those four kids hanging out together and building a relationship. So I really hope they do. And given all the coronavirus buzz out there, it might be safe for them all to be 
hauled up in. Well, that's the big question, though, is it? Because, yeah, look, um, what will obviously be the question is whether they can fly. There's so many unknowns around this. In fact, there's so many unknowns around all the things that are happening with the royal family and as in the uh, rest of the world at the moment. But, um, yeah, look, it remains to be seen what will happen. But the intention is that sometime sort of from June, July, August, they will come over and be there. So hopefully that will be the case. I mean, interestingly, the UK is reporting that the over-70s population population will have to remain at home for weeks. So whether or not the Queen will be in isolation by then, who knows? So we just have to wait and see whether or not everyone will be able to go and visit her. But uh, look, I think it's a great intention. Yeah. Well, I mean, there have been some reports, haven't there, that the Queen has fled Buckingham Palace. Mm, that's right. And look, it's erroneous. Um, so there were reports recently that she'd gone for the weekend to Windsor, that she'd fled Buckingham Palace. It's not true. Uh, she goes to Windsor regularly every weekend um, as she's around. She spends the weekend there. There was talk also that she would be in lockdown at Sandringham if things escalated. That is very, very unlikely. Look, Buckingham Palace has its own medical team there. They have a doctor. It's withstood wars. I mean, what's really interesting is that the Queen Mother, when Elizabeth and Margaret were aged 13 and 9, she was encouraged to take the girls to Canada when World War II broke out. Now, the Queen Mother is is renowned for being a redoubtable woman, and she said, absolutely not, we're going to stay in London. And so they largely stayed at Buckingham Palace. The girls were moved to Windsor when, um, I mean, Buckingham Palace was bombed during the war. So I think Elizabeth, our Queen, very very much like her mother has that spirit of sort of indomitable you know the, the the show must go on when i say that of course she's uh she's taking tremendous care but i don't think that the queen is the first person to scurry away when things get difficult and in any case you know the 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 health and safety at, at each of these palaces will be exemplary yeah of course it will although how do you think it will affect the royals engagements sort of outcome oh, in the future Hugely, I think, Zoe. I think, you know, the Trooping the Colour in June, that's a massive event on the calendar. It coincides with the Queen's birthday. Well, not her real birthday. Her real birthday is obviously in April, but the June birthday is, is a celebration of her birthday. If it doesn't go ahead, this will be the first time ever. I mean, the Invictus Games for Prince Harry, if we if we look at the um, the North American branch of the royal family, as we should now refer to them, I think. <laughs> I mean, Harry is due to go to the Netherlands in May for the Invictus Games beginning. Uh, whether or not that goes ahead. Uh, look, certainly in the short term, the palace has put out that there has been amendments to their diaries. The Queen was due to go to Camden and to Cheshire. That's been cancelled. And also Prince Charles and Camilla were due to go on a tour to Bosnia, Herzegovina, uh, Jordan and Cyprus. Now, he uh, he was very keen to go ahead with that trip, but as things changed in, in just recent days, that has been cancelled. Uh, so, in terms of our visibility of the royals over the next weeks and months, I think it's going to be interesting. Look, the Queen will still be meeting, uh, as, as the palace has said, will still be having her one-on-one meetings. As you know, as we saw in the Crown, that's a lot of her work is just having these one-on-ones when Interestingly, you know, you, you watch her, she she chooses when those meetings ends. The moment that she stands up, <laughs> they, they have to exit and that's very much how it happens. Um, so I think day-to-day work, but you have to remember her husband, uh, Prince Philip, is, is very elderly, very vo- uh, vulnerable, you have to imagine. And so I think the Queen would be very much limiting uh, uh, any kind of interaction 
uh, certainly those engagements have um, gone by the wayside. Uh, and look, what happens, I, I think it'll be like for the rest of us, what happens will be on a daily and, and weekly basis. But what's really lovely is that she has a great social media account and she was giving uh, a medal or a, a trophy to somebody a couple of days ago. And honestly, that lady, the way she dresses, she was wearing this red and purple colour block dress. So if you can imagine, it was like, one square on her shoulder was red. The opposite square was purple. I mean, this dress is amazing. She was just, she just looked like, you know, just really bright, really happy. So look, the great thing about having social media from the royals is we still get, you know, information about what they're doing, the private things that they're doing. We won't be seeing them, obviously, shaking hands, which will please Princess Anne <laughs> no end because she hates that bit of it. I think the other thing that's interesting is obviously Kate and William's trip down under will obviously not go ahead, will certainly not go ahead uh, in the foreseeable future. I mean, we would have loved to have come down here, them to come down here after the bushfires, which was the intention of their visit to to bring um, some goodwill and cheer to those communities that had been ravaged by bushfires. But obviously, you know, a global story has, has superseded it and so they won't be going anywhere. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? They are the heirs to the throne. They have to be, you know, they have to be very safe. They have to be protected from illness. I mean, you have the number three and four and five in the same household, to, you know, as in the third, fourth and fifth uh, heirs to the throne. So they have to stay healthy. As for Buckingham Palace, they put out a press release saying that in consultation with the medical household and government, Her Majesty's forthcoming visits to Cheshire and Camden will be rescheduled. And then it continued saying, as I said, audiences with the Queen will continue as usual. Other events will be reviewed on an ongoing basis in line with the appropriate advice. So, look, it's interesting. The Royals very much are a, a sign of stability in the UK. The fact that are out and about is sort of a sense of continuity. So I think people will really miss them. We've got Princess Beatrice's wedding coming up, but what's going to happen with that now? Wow, will we have it coming? I mean, this is the thing. I've had several brides are cancelling their weddings, and I know makeup artists have had their work cancelled with lots of brides. I mean, I do some work with makeup artists um, in my television work, and, and lots of them said, you know, it's just heartbreaking, all these brides who have got weddings. But of course, Princess Beatrice, May the 29th, Friday, May the 29th, was to be is to be her wedding. I shouldn't say was to be. I think right at the moment, you have to imagine that her uh, that, that her and the rest of the family are considering whether or not they go ahead with a scaled down wedding, or whether in fact they uh, they postpone as well. Look, you have to feel sorry for Beatrice. She's gone. She's had to deal with her father. You know the sort of story that continues to um, bubble away around Prince Andrew and the issues related there, and the knock-on effect that has had on her and the choices that she's been able to make. And now you have the situation where, you know, she. I don't imagine she would have had. Um, well, she couldn't have had a, a wedding the size of Princess Eugenie's. Who, uh, you know, she had that the um, King uh, George's Chapel seat 700 versus the 150 uh, at Beatrice's location. But nevertheless, you know, 150 is still a number of guests and they were going to go to Buckingham Palace. You would want to protect the Queen. So I think there'll be lots of high-level talks at the moment about whether or not that goes ahead, whether they have a very quiet, uh, potentially they could have a quiet 
ceremony now and then have a proper wedding later. Um, they may may postpone the whole thing. Uh, it will be interesting to see what does happen. And I, but I, the poor girl, she's been, you know, she's really a victim of circumstances, isn't she? And you just have to think, oh, you want your wedding day to be happy. Anyway, she looks very happy with her husband. So I'm sure <laughs> exactly. that whatever happens, whatever happens, she'll be fine in the long run. But yeah, it, she must just be thinking that she can't cut a break. Anyway, uh, she's look, she does a lot of charity work, Beatrice, and I'm sure that she's far more uh, concerned about the, the impact on some of the, the organisations she works with than her own personal situation. Yeah, well, it's one we'll just have to watch and wait and see what happens. Yes, much, Like indeed. much of this coronavirus. <laughs> Look, I think that it'll take attention off Harry and Meghan for a while and I think they'll lay low. Although Harry has been in the news quite a bit lately, hasn't he? Because details emerged about how he was duped by Russian pranksters. I think... The mere fact that Donald Trump is, is pushing the, the coal industry so big in America, um, he, he has blood on his hands because the, the, the effect that that has on the climate and on the island nations far, far away, again, out of sight, out of mind. I know. Now, we all heard about the story. I, I mean, initially, it was hard to believe that it was true. I mean, he was duped into believing that he was speaking to Greta Thunberg and her father. And I mean, the conversation was wide ranging. And for a while, I was quite suspicious of it. But the fact that the palace didn't come up out and, and say that it was uh, uh, it wasn't true suggests to me that he was, you know, he, he was duped. Anyway, people were wondering how the heck these Russian who uh, hoax has got Prince Harry's direct number. Like, how could that be? How would, you know, where would the security be? In fact, Dickie Arbiter, the uh, former press secretary to the Queen, was saying that this is a serious breach of, of security and that this is what they're going to face going onwards. If they haven't got those levels of security that you have at Buckingham Palace, then how are they going to fare in the outside world? Well, what's happened is that there's been a sort of uh, the Telegraph in the UK have come out and said that the Duke of Sussex fell victim to the Russian hoaxes through Lorraine Hegesy, who is the former head of the Royal Foundation. And what she did was she unwittingly forwarded their email, the, the hoaxes, to Prince Harry. So via that, so she sent on the email. As a result, Prince Harry contacted uh, them, uh, believing they were Greta Thunberg. Um, and then, the, as we know, he went on to have that, con that conversation discussing everything. What I think is interesting about this is was how easy it was for them to get to him. Now, clearly, it looks like it's the result of the fact that they were in a transition phase in terms of their uh, their advisors, how things worked. And this is going to go on for months now because it's they're going to go away from the system of Buckingham Palace overseeing everything and it's now going to be everything goes through their, them personally. So they don't have those layers of checks and measures that they used to. And they appear not to have that same degree of skepticism. I mean, if Harry picked up the phone to somebody um, and and made a call, well, we know he made two calls. Uh, it it means that that. that the, the checks were not made. You know, if Lorraine Hegesy did send this email through, why was it not checked for, you know, was it was it um, a credible uh, source? I mean, it's it's just strange, isn't it? I love that story. I just it, It's just so unlikely. <laughs> I know, isn't it, Justin? I think on that note, that brings us to the end of the podcast today. Oh, I did have one yeah. more thing to tell you. I loved, there was a story out recently about uh, what Chelsea Davy had as a nickname for Prince Harry. And I just thought, um, I, I just have to share this with you. What do you think it is? Oh, I'm not sure, actually. I'm trying to have a think. It has to be something about his hair, doesn't it? 
It does. Well, <laughs> I love this. That, that, so Chelsea Davy is his former girlfriend. I think the longest, was it the longest running? Go- it was his longest relationship, wasn't it, Zoe? Anyway, she called him Big Ginger. <laughs> it's hilarious. And bearing in mind, Chelsea Davy is tiny. She's a really little girl. So I'm not going to speculate on the um, why that nickname came about, except <laughs> to say I think it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, I'll say thank you for sharing that Thanks, with us Zoe. and thank you to everyone for listening. <laughs> for more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.